like the woman at the well, she ran back into the town. She said, hey, I have met this guy. He's the Messiah. Hallelujah. Messiano. Mehuno. Minimuno. Yesu. Hallelujah. I have encountered him. I have seen him. And I know him. He is Jesus. He's the Messiah. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless the name of the Lord. This morning, I just want to share a few thoughts that I have titled, Add to your faith. Hallelujah. Add to your faith. And um, we'll be looking at Peter's epistle, second epistle to Peter's second epistle, we'll be looking from chapter 1, we'll look at from verses 1 to about 9. Hallelujah. How many will acknowledge that we are living in a world that is very antagonistic? <laughs> a world that is fighting our faith, a world that wants to, to almost swallow us up alive. Do I have a witness here or I'm alone? I'm the only one going through this type of... <laughs> Hallelujah. So this morning, we just want to reflect on this letter that Peter wrote. But in the morning, I gave a quiz as to who wrote the letter. But since I've already... <laughs> Mama appointed the dante. Hallelujah. <laughs> but as we reflect, I want you to open your heart and allow God to speak to you. Because for Peter, this was a very, very important letter that he was writing the scholars say that was his last letter before he died. Okay. And we know that when someone is about to die, it's really what's on their heart that they share. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you that we are able to gather at your feet to hear your words, O oh Lord. I'm only a vessel. I ask that, Lord, you speak through me your words. Speak into our hearts what you have prepared for us. We pray that we'll become more and more like Jesus, even as we listen to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So we are going from verse 1 to verse 9. Um, this is, can we do the living, New Living Translation? I tend to use that a lot just because it's easier to read and easier to understand. It says, this letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him the one who has called us to himself 
by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Hallelujah. Then verse 5, he says, In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is who is writing this letter again? Peter. Okay, what do you remember about Peter? Sorry? Disciple of Jesus. Quick to speak. <laughs> He's the first to ask. <laughs> Ron Laman, yes, from a fisher, fisherman from Inshona. <laughs> he was a, a raw man. He speaks his mind straight. You may cut off somebody's ear. Sharp, sharp, sharp. So this is, this is Peter we are talking about. What, what else did he do? Remember he denied Jesus. <laughs> he said, no, I've never met him. The girl said, ah, even the way you are talking, cry. Oh, you are, he said, no, 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 I've never seen him before. Hey! Pierrot. <laughs> and yet, when Jesus was walking on the water, what happened? He said, oh, if it is you, let me come. So the only other person who walked on water, apart from Jesus, is who? Peter. And yet in the middle, he saw the waves. No, Charlie. He was sinking. And then he was also fast to say, hey, Lord, save me. Are you seeing the kind of person we are talking about? And so at the end of his life, when he's writing this letter, it's something on his heart that he really wants us to take to our hearts. Hallelujah. He said, letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and of Jesus Christ. He said, I am writing to you who share the same precious faith, hallelujah, as we have. How many share in that same precious faith? Some people are not sure. <laughs> hallelujah. We share in the same precious faith that the apostles had, hallelujah. We are not different. All the apostles and all those apostles, Paul, all the great things they did. Peter is telling us what? We share in the same precious faith, hallelujah. But sometimes in our offices, we don't, 
want to identify as people of faith. We kind of blend in and, you know, you are undercovered. <laughs> Someone said, I'm in the secret service. <laughs> You've heard that story. <laughs> when you get to the office and they are passing the envelopes, all of a sudden you are in the secret service. Hey. He said, we share the same precious faith. Hallelujah. And this faith was given us because of the justice and fairness of Jesus. We didn't even deserve it. Hallelujah. But by grace are you saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. We didn't deserve it, but he gave us this faith. Hallelujah. And then verse 2. It says, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. The, the King James says, well, grace and peace be multiplied to you. It's one of my favorite greetings. Grace and peace be multiplied. More and more grace. Hallelujah. May you receive more and more grace. Amen. Because we need it to, yeah. Verse 3 said, by his divine power, God has given us some key things we need for living a godly life. Amen. Hey, did you say amen? Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes when we are listening, we are not listening, no. What, what, what does it say? God has given us some things. God has given us the most important things. A few things. Half of the things. <laughs> God has given us what? Everything we need for living a godly life. Hallelujah. Regardless of how you are feeling today, regardless of the pressure against you, regardless of what is happening in your office, the Bible is saying what? God has given you what? Everything you need to live a godly life. To live the Christ kind of life. It doesn't matter how... I mean, and remember who is talking. This is the guy who denied Christ. He's the guy who said, Charlie, I'm going fishing. <laughs> you remember that? Let's go. Same guy. And he's reassuring us that regardless of how your journey has been, God has done what? Given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Hallelujah. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes it seems like, no, no, the pressure is too much. I'm not sure. But he said, it's, it's like when, when you have a baby, everything that will make the baby grow up to be a full human being is placed in it. The scientists will tell you something about DNA and something. Even something like they say they can't explain it fully. Are you with me? So God says that immediately you came to know him. We received all of this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself. So immediately you came to Jesus Christ. He did what? Boom! The new birth. He placed everything that you need. 
Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and ask them, are you sure you have everything? <laughs> Hallelujah. We have everything we need for living a good life. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 4. He said, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to do what? Share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Hallelujah. I think it's a good place to put our hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Not only has he given you all that pertains to life and godliness, but he has also added precious promises. And the promises enable us to partake or share in the divine nature. It means we are not mere men. Hello? We are partakers in the divine nature. We have the ability to live like Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We are partakers in that divine nature. Let, let's look at 1 Peter 1.8. Very interesting how the same Peter captures... We'll read down a few verses. This is what he's saying about us today. He's saying that you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you do what? Trust him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Verse 9. The reward for trusting him will be what? The salvation of your souls. Let's keep going. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about his gracious salvation prepared for you. With me. The Isaiah and all these big, big prophets, they were prophesying that uh, for unto us a child is born all these things, they, they had no clue. They were just trying to figure this whole thing out. And we are the beneficiaries. Hallelujah. So they wondered at what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's great suffering and his great glory afterward. And then let's look at 12. We'll end on 12. He said, they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. For who? Yeah. And now, this good news has been announced to you by those who preach in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is so wonderful that what is happening. It is so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching. Can you imagine that? Angels are challenging. They are watching you. Meanwhile, you are feeling like, oh, you're like, Charlie. Hello? The angels are marvelous. They're like, wow, these guys really have Jesus Christ in them and all that pertains to life and godliness. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Are you with me? Let's go back to our passage. Said because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable us to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption that is caused by human desires. Hallelujah. So you might be feeling some pain here. You are like Charlie. Meha, meha. But he said, You are what? Partakers in the divine nature. It's not about how you are feeling. Tell your neighbor, it's not about how you are feeling. You might be feeling so down or so guilty or so. But he said, What? You are what? Partakers in the divine nature. And that is what helps us to escape the corruption that is caused by human desires. Hallelujah. Then in verse 5, he said, in view of all this, in view of what? What is the all this that he's talking about? The promises, the particulars in the divine nature, in view of all the things that I have spoken about, in view of all this, relax a little bit. In view of all this, take a break. You are actually a man of God, partaker in divine nature. In view of all this, if a chalk, I hear. Eh? In view of all this, take a break. Come to church once in a while. In view of all this, communion Sunday, pay. Now anointing, now afro, so now the whole month. In view of all this, what does he say? Make every effort. Tell your neighbor, make every effort. <laughs> hey, the heavy marking scheme is, is wild, though. <laughs> I can't even make some effort, too. <laughs> every effort. So, this is time for self assessment. Should we pass around a survey sheet with you know, <laughs> five points on? Are you making every effort? This one you have to ask yourself. If you ask your neighbor, she might not be happy with you. <laughs> Are you making every effort? Or you give up at the least hindrance? Are you making every effort? They make every effort to respond to God's promises. And yes, sometimes you feel like you are justified. I was hurt. They didn't talk to me well. They didn't treat me well. They did this. They did that. So Charlie, these days, eh, they have the people they want them to do, so they should do. We are watching. I'm sorry. I I shouldn't go there. (laughs) Make a beer who I'm never fake. Let them. Hey. May the Lord help us. They make every effort. One of my favorite quotes by um, Martin Luther King Jr. He says, If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. 
But by all means, keep on moving forward. Hallelujah. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk. So make every effort. Hallelujah. We, we have, some of us, we've just gotten to a point where we're just cool observing things. Make every effort. Keep moving. Keep moving. Immediately you stagnate, it means you are backsliding. That's the reality. They make every effort. Keep on moving. I remember when I had my spinal surgery. I was in pain on the bed. Then they would send the physio people. You know those people. <laughs> and they would tell you, get down, put your leg on the floor, start walking. Ah, my here, my oh. Say, Mr. JB, I'm sorry. You have to. I mean, pain. They'll give you the thing. Like that. Like that. Hello? Because they say if they don't let you move, you become paralyzed and be on the bed. You can't move again. The key is in movement. But we have become Christians. It's like, oh, don't touch this. You know, we, we need to massage your ego now. You know. Particular in divine nature. So, you have to move. Keep moving. Yes, you are hurt. You are picked. Whatever. Peter is telling us, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Hallelujah. Let's supplement your faith. I know you have faith. You are saved. You even have faith. You receive the miracle. You receive the breakthrough here, there. Very powerful. But do what? Add to your faith. Add to your faith. Tell a neighbor, add to your faith. Add to your faith. Don't just be stagnant. Don't stay there and say, oh, you know, we, we were the foundation members. We have been around for so long, so... Add. Hallelujah. Add faith. And what are some of the things that he wants us to add? He said, add to your faith. What? The other version says goodness, right? Or virtue. And this one says what? Moral excellence. Is it just moral excellence. Just sprinkle a little moral excellence on it and you are good. <laughs> what is he saying? A generous provision of what? Moral excellence. We can close here. <laughs> because when we are talking about moral excellence, it's the people of the world, they are telling us that we don't look like Christians. They are saying that the 70% Ghanaians who claim to be Christians are manifesting corruption. Hello? Please push your neighbor and tell them he's preaching about you. 
some that you imagine some imaginary figure that we are preaching about ourselves today. Say, add to your faith a generous provision of moral excellence. Hallelujah. May God help us that we will move beyond how much can one person chop? Hey. Oh, Lord, help us. Hmm. A generous provision of moral excellence. And you know that the world is sending so much sexual material out there that our young people, yesterday I was, someone was telling me about her son's experience in University of Ghana. Oh, I was just confused. Hey. If you are talking about sexual activity, it's like it's normal. No barriers, no boundaries. Yeah. He said, add to your faith. And they are in church, oh. They go to church. So, in fact, she was telling me that her son stopped going to one particular church because it's the guy who prays of the, over the offering, no? He, I think he, he, had, he knows he smokes weed or something. Can you imagine? On no bomb pay go offering this. May God help us. Yeah. Say add to your faith a generous provision of moral excellence. And with the moral excellence, what should we add? Knowledge. And although this knowledge talks about, you know, knowing the Bible, studying the Bible. I know this church, we do a lot of Bible study. Eh? Sometimes they accuse us, open to, open to, dodo. <laughs> it's a lot of Bible knowledge. And that is good. That is the foundation. But it goes beyond just head knowledge to an experiential knowledge of God. Hallelujah. So, faith... Moral excellence and what? Experiential knowledge of God. You can't just say you know God. It's like third party, third party uh, insurance. <laughs> anyway, you need comprehensive. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not like someone should go and learn and come and tell you, you, you must experience God for yourself and live out life that experiences God. Hallelujah. Said, add to your faith goodness. Let, let's go to the next verse. He said, and knowledge with, wow, knowledge with self-control. How many fall short in this area? Me, I know that, Charlie. It's not easy for me. But you have to add it. Yeah. Learn self-control. Add it. <laughs> add self-control. 
you know you know the mobile phone <laughs> it's, it's one thing that is, is breaking through all our self-control oh people are they used to chat but now they are all they are all like this and they can't put it down when they put it down no oh, five minutes <laughs> well, five minutes grand, so. are you with me we lack self-control and it's not easy. The thing is designed to bypass all the self-controls that we have. But we must still control ourselves. Hallelujah. It's like sometimes when you are even in church, you are, you are using it to read the Bible, but one notification. Somebody say no, notification. <laughs> and no, 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 then you are off down a rabbit hole. Never to recover. When they say amen, you join and say the amen. And you are going, going deeper into the depths of the internet and social media. I would be, add to your faith. Self-control. And self-control, you add what? Patient endurance. The other version says perseverance. Perseverance. These days, we don't have Christians who persevere. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are all looking for a quick fix. So, and now me preaching in deliverance and the prophetic. Oh, yeah, we are looking for a quick fix. So, perseverance there. <laughs> was it Rebdi was saying that someone said, on the Aware, on Pet, Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. Sharp. I would be afraid of being shot. See, now you break a crack. Oh, there be there. Cobra brand now in. This is this is the kind of people we are. This is the generation. So how are you going to get an honest politician from this bunch? Well, it, it's not. It, it can't work. Or our leaders are chosen from the skies. They are from among us. So if this is the mindset, and we have entrusted the nation's wealth into your hands, guess what? Yeah. Nobody wants to go through the mill. All the young people. And sometimes the pastors are giving them sermons to reinforce that mindset. So you will receive a mysterious transfer in your bank account. I receive it. Receiving a visa here. Just a receiving. Now then a patient endurance. Some of the people you are seeing in nice cars, do you know how many years they have labored? You think they just get up and you are claim, I claim this in Jesus' name. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> patient endurance hard difficult bosses shouting at them this, that, they've gone through several things things they sacrifice to make payments on some of these cars what do claim me receive it <laughs> oh lord help us <laughs> May God help us. 
Peter saying, add patience and endurance. It's hard, but I'm going through. I don't know how I'm making it to church, but I'm still coming. It's difficult. I'm not sure I can get the fare back, but I'm believing God for a lift or something. I'm still going to try. Patient endurance. And with that add what? Godliness. Hallelujah. Becoming God-like. Becoming Christ-like. So remember, he's already told you, you are a partaker in the divine nature, and yet he says, add godliness. In other words, it must manifest. We must begin to see you and see, now no, that is a godly man. Oh, that is a godly woman. It must begin to manifest. Are you looking more like Christ? Let's do verse 7. Next, next verse. It said, and godliness with brotherly affection. Hallelujah. Romans says, let brotherly love continue. Hallelujah. Are we brothers and sisters in Christ? Let us see that brotherly affection. There's a city in America called Philadelphia. Is it a city or a state? It's a city. Philly, for short. The young man, you know Philly. You want to go to Philly? This is Philly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Philadelphia, brotherly love. That's the meaning. Let there be brotherly affection. We must look out for each other, help each other. Hallelujah. I remember someone was accusing me that as for us Christians, we don't know how to sort each other out, but when they go to the wee smokers, they, they sort them out. <laughs> Are you with me? It's like somehow the world takes care of its own, but the church, they want to push you to die. They want to nail the coffin. They want to... Aye. It's a whole message. Our time is up. <laughs> but beyond brotherly affection, what does he say? Love. And they the same. Brotherly affection is a subset of love. Because love is not just brotherly affection. God says, love your enemy. This is beyond brotherly affection. Those who despitefully use you, you know, I love, pray for them. Chai. <laughs> Hello. Down there we are, Charlie. We are struggling. Anna. Oh, we are being taught to pray against your enemy. As I clap my hands and I stamp my feet, my die. My enemy, die. Anna. <laughs> you haven't gone for some before. <laughs> Charlie. You know, I say, pray for them. Not in that way to die. <laughs> wow. May God help us. Peter is telling us what is on his heart. He says, add to your faith. Don't just get stuck there. Add. Add. 
And he climaxes it with the agape love, the God kind of love. Hallelujah. We'll just read the next two as we just prepare hearts to pray. He said, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm not, it's not that I'm just saved, but as I grow like this, so he's acknowledging you don't have it all, but just keep adding. And the more you grow like this, guess what happens? You are more productive. You are more useful in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. But then the reverse. Those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Shall we stand to our feet as we pray? Many of us are stuck. Many of us have stopped moving forward. We have become stagnant in our faith for various reasons. But this afternoon, this morning, Adrian, afternoon, you just want to speak to the Lord. You know where you are on this journey. And you know that He's calling you to higher heights and deeper seas. You've been around this mountain for far too long. You've just been going round in circles. Just speak to the Lord in this few minutes. Master Kabayama, Roko Lord, help us to move, move beyond where we have been stuck, O God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help us. He says you are partaker in the divine nature. He's given you all that pertains to life and to godliness. He wants you to walk in it. He wants you to keep moving forward. Just speak to the Lord. Oh, help us, Lord. Oh, speak to the Lord. This afternoon, He's calling you onto a higher level of oppression, onto deeper seas. There are depths that you have not experienced in Him. Help us, Lord. Oh, we've fallen short in this area, oh God. But we call on you, Lord. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh. And stay us up. Oh, yes, Lord.
taking us higher. Thank you, Lord, that you are helping us to live out the Christ-like life. You are helping us to add to our faith. You are helping us to move beyond our stagnation, O oh God. Father, have your way in our lives. May we shine as lights in this dark world, O oh God. May we shine as lights in this dark world, O oh God. May we be the salt that you have called us to be, O oh God. Help us, Lord, to break this stagnation and move. And we know that we'll glorify you. Thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.